0: Welcome everyone, this is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic.
1: I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish.
0: And I'm Tammy, a sociology professor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck, we'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice.
1: Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. Do you feel
0: like everybody can just feel how um, how, how heavy we're feeling under this topic? Okay.
1: If you uh, aren't uh, tense yet, get ready. Get
0: ready. All right. So what the heck, um, Tucker Carlson.
1: <laughs> we we have a what the heck, Tucker Carlson last what week, What the too? heck,
0: Tucker Carlson. Did we? I, I think mean, so.
1: Wasn't that been... the one – that was where Fox News lawyers said you can't oh, yeah. believe anything he oh, says. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Tucker Carlson, is right. back in the news. Good old news. Tuck. Um, he said that when people say Trump should have taken precautions to prevent getting COVID, um, that's the same as blaming a sexual assault victim for dressing too provocatively. And I just – I don't really know, like
1: <laughs> – I'm over here being what, quiet because I'm like, what? I don't even know what, what? to do with how that. How do you
0: even – anyway what the heck like
1: unfortunately yeah just that's no that's dumb (laughs) super dumb big
0: fat no yeah yeah anyway no and
1: that oh yeah anyway he
0: says some really dumb things he does and and unfortunately
1: that is a real i'm sure that that resonated with a large portion of his audience oh for sure um sadly because that's a kind of a go-to sort of yeah thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're not even, we're gonna that'll be a, whole different, that'll be a show. whole different
0: show but yes i just i could not believe that like well, you're did actually he get gonna any go grief about
1: that? it did anybody push back on that at all or did they well, all laugh at i him? mean well said was that part of his like diet tribe yeah. not yeah. diet tribe monologue
0: right same thing it depends yeah it depends
1: mm-hmm. on who's listening
0: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so anyway i just what the heck you should not
1: you shouldn't be doing that. You should have
0: a handler that's maybe screening your I don't, I don't think know.
1: that's a that's a thing that they have there. No,
0: no, it's at not. Least not at the Tuckle maybe.
1: Tuck the Tuckle? call, call with them <laughs> <Yeah>. show.
0: <laughs> all right, what do you working got?
1: Working out the I'm working out the right. nerves right now. It's, um <clears throat> It's
0: great, it's great.
1: Um this one is one of those, it's actually probably just like an internet stupid thing. Okay that's not real. Because I, oh. I heard it on like the radio okay. but then so then I went to go look for it and all they were all like weird you know, India wire. Whatever. But um, apparently uh, Prime, Amazon Prime is putting together like a series based on Lord of the Rings. What? Yeah. Like a TV. I don't know what the storyline is or whatever. Okay. Um, But uh, it is reportedly going to have uh, nudity and sex scenes. No. I know. And I'm like, um, like pretty much the entire Tolkien fan world is like, excuse me.
0: Okay, like, so to because, be fair, I've never read the books, and I fell sure. asleep during the movies. But never mind. I yeah. My, wow. I mean, but my husband is a huge, huge fan, fan, so he would know. Yeah. But no, yeah, I mean, you've, like they're these. Known. If
1: you don't know them, like they're they're this very complicated long series of like f- fantastical myth stories yes. and elves, elves and dwarves and yes. all this great stuff and good and evil. But they've been that they're they're pretty dang clean. Like yeah. Um, And so people are just worried they're gonna Game of Thrones them and then like like these are things you would read with your children.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, my young or my middle kid is reading those. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, In full disclosure, I've never read the books. Oh, I can't read them. I fall asleep. Mm -hmm. See, I I watch the movies though, and I know all about the stories, (laughs) but the the language is just so like. Yeah. Intricately, and I, it's all made up. So there's like exactly loin and moin and schloin, and yeah, floin no. and I can't do it. Mm-mm. So,
0: have you read but The Hobbit? Apparently, that one is easy. That's what
1: everybody tells me. No, know. I've tried okay. multiple times. Okay, I get to Tom Bombadillo, Tom Bombadillo, <laughs> Tom Bombadillo, Tom, oh,
0: whatever. Anyway, guy is gonna have a really good I know good time. he's
1: gonna be all you say his name. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> just stop wrecking stuff with. Yeah, with the, it's
0: not necessary. No, uh, it doesn't we, add to that we story. We just
1: started watching. Uh, we just tried watching. Um, there's a show called "A Away." Is that right? On it's Hil- Netflix, maybe Hillary Swank.
0: Oh, that's on our list. Yeah,
1: they're going to and it's so far we she's watched an one alien. episode or an and she's not alien, an alien. And astronaut. She's an astronaut. <laughs> but like we're watching the show and it's like mostly fine or whatever. Yeah. And then like it goes immediately not immediately but it like cuts into this sex scene. Aww. Which is spliced with like her getting suited up and then like launching to so the moon.
0: It's not necessary. No, I'm it like. Add.
1: We already got it. You no. you love each other. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Just so just stop say I love wrecking you. everything with that.
0: That's dumb. Yeah, I've,
1: I don't know if I've ever agreed. I'm sure there are. Somebody out there is going to be listening and be like, no, this movie was better. Like, I don't know if I can think of is off the top of my head any movie that, that was of... like whatever no. type of yeah. steamy scene they had on it. You're like, I... yeah, nope, that really helped move the story.
0: The character development was good. No, I don't actually don't.
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't even care. I don't care. I don't want do... to know. I don't want you to come at me with all your, like, did you watch this one? Did you watch... It was so I mean... beautiful.
0: Um, no, no. Nope. I'm I'm with you on that one. Nope. Okay. <sighs> All right.
1: Well that was fun. Okay. Here we go.
0: Uh here we go. I wonder
1: if I can get this on the Ooh. a big did gulp. Did it come did it yeah, come did
0: yeah. it come through? Okay. Okay. Never mind. So we're gonna talk about abortion today. <laughs> it's and not funny. Don't take a sip. It's not funny. Well it's right. gonna come out of your nose. <clears throat> it's
1: gonna come out of my nose.
0: Okay. Yeah, so, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. Isn't and that fun? We this was on our list from the beginning of like creating a podcast. Yeah. Um, I put it on the list. and
1: um, Did you put it on the list? I did. And was you were it, like, do
0: we have to? Well, yeah. Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, but then, like, with the election coming up, I was like, we need to do this before the election. And you were like, Ugh.
1: uh No, I was fine as long as it was on the list down the road.
0: Yeah. Now it's not down the road anymore. No, it's here today. Okay. So let's explain how we came to this conversation. Should we? Yeah. Well, Well, yeah. I mean, so
1: we talked about it a little bit in previous episodes. Sure. Sort of like how the genesis of our a uh, little experiment here. Yep. Uh, our podcast came out of a conversation that we had specifically about abortion. We had watched... Um, it was the Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the basis of sex movie. Yes. Um, and and my wife and I and your husband and other friends, we had watched it. And then we entered it immediately into this conversation that was like a couple hours yeah, long. long. I mean, it was a mm-hmm. long time. Yep. And... We've, all, we've been friends for a long time, but mm-hmm. previously we were much more, I don't want to say adversarial. Is that the right word? Would you say adversarial? Maybe. I mean, like, you're the liber- like you were the liberal person and yeah. I was the crazy conservative person. And so, like, whenever yeah. we, ever we talked about anything political, it was much more...
0: Defensive. Yeah. yeah. It was
1: not um, as um, disciplined or... Um, productive. Productive. Yeah. <laughs> as some of our other conversations. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, shout out to that night, um, your wife, my dear friend. Yeah, she was great. Um, she played moderator. And so which, she made sure we stayed in line.
1: Right. Yeah. Basically which was she super told helpful. me to not yell anymore. Right. Yeah. 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 Don't raise your voice, Mike. Yeah. I get I mean I got a little defensive. <laughs> but we had this conversation and it was it was it was pretty much based around abortion and yeah. and we were picking away like layers yes. of language mm-hmm. and what do you mean by that mm-hmm. and how you know, how could you hold this position and that position at the same time? Mm-hmm. And really, like, it was, we all got done with that. I think we didn't even get, like, we went home oh, while well, I was home. But, like, yeah. wasn't that night? Like, we were all texting each other independently. Yeah. Like, that was really amazing. Yes. Yeah, we that need to do that really again. That was really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was before 2020. Yeah. Was yeah. it, right? Yeah,
0: that was last year. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: good gravy. So, like, we, <laughs> even at that time, we were, like, yeah. it was, it was very cathartic. Yes. It was great. Yeah so is that pretty yeah and so what we're gonna attempt to do is sort of recreate a little bit of that conversation yeah um about abortion yeah so
0: yep and I think um it was super helpful for me because you had asked like did you did I come into that conversation with you know some preconceived judgments about you or your right. stance or like defensive about that and I We had had, I had had um, a solid conversation with your wife prior to that, like months prior. And the four of us, us as couples, had had a brief conversation like when we were just early stages of friends. And I mean, it was a couple years ago. And um, it was very much like a shutdown, like as soon as, like very little back and forth. It was not,
1: we didn't, we did not have a long discussion about it. It was
0: very brief and like, oh, let's move on. It's awkward silence. So I feel like we've, like, you were saying that's important for people to know. Yeah. But it wasn't just our, like, this is the first time that we've tried to talk about this and we don't have a relationship established, whatever, you know, so. We, did,
1: we didn't get set up on a couple's double date no. and then, like, immediately <laughs> like, launch into this. Get to
0: a healthy conversation then, right. about abortion no. right away. No.
1: It was uh, over a long period of time. Yeah. And we've talked about it multiple times since then. Yes. Um, and just, yeah, just to have that idea that, like, these, especially these ones that, like, if you're going to have conversations with people, be ready to to do it over a long period of time, and be ready to be able to step away, like, you know, yeah. Like, and then, and you can still be friends, yes. And and come back to it later. Um, that you don't have to try to do it all at one time, right? Um, and but also like, you probably aren't going to have a super deep conversation with a person on the street, yeah. Um, because we had already known each other for years, mm-hmm. and so you, there's like a rapport built up and yep. all that kind of.
0: Stuff. And also, I think um, it, it's super helpful that we kind of understood each other to be good people. You know, <laughs> like yes,
1: we had known each other long enough. Yeah, in, like where you right? That's exactly right. Where yeah. you, like I, we like, for the lack of a better way to describe it, like knew where the other person's heart was. Yes, um, yep. which is also very important yeah. to like start from a position of like. I guess grace. I don't know if grace is the right way to yeah. put it, but sure yep. we'll use grace. Mm-hmm. But like start with a position that no matter what the person is about to say that you know that they uh, have the best intentions in mind. Even sure. if you think what they're saying is totally wrong.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: They're not, you know, an yeah. evil person.
0: Right. And if you don't have that kind of a relationship established with somebody, it's probably not a healthy time to start this kind of a conversation. Right, probably, probably not. Yeah. Because those preconceived notions can really derail right a conversation pretty quick. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. Um, and so, Begin. <laughs> oh, no, I, I thought we were going to Minnesota Nice. Oh, oh, that's it. We're done. <laughs> <And> the <laughs> shortest abortion talk ever.
1: No, I'm sure, I bet there were shorter ones.
0: <laughs> true, true. Uh, okay. okay. So, Where are we starting? The, let's start with language. Okay. Because we, we talked about that. That was a big piece of our conversation initially, too. Um, yes. That the words that we use are a big part of the problem. And we've talked about this in terms of other topics on our podcast, right. too. Um, it's a huge issue um but when we say pro-life and pro-choice it's like this is a hardened position it's it's one-sided it's it's a weapon really like yeah it's become a dagger you know and it's um
1: or a badge of honor we, yeah. i mean like one way yeah. or the other
0: yeah we use we use ours as a badge of honor right we ours is a badge of, of honor yours, and the other person is a, like, that, a, that's a yes yeah yeah yep um and i think that i think that there's a lot of um there's a lot of context to the the meaning that we've assigned to these words that makes it problematic, right? Yeah. And so there's there's some discussion about the word – let's start with pro-life because that was on the paper first. <laughs> uh, pro-life – so there's some discussion about this. Like some people will say, well, you're not really pro-life. You're pro-birth or you're anti-abortion, right? right? Um, like because there's – an argument about, like, if you're pro-life, you have to be pro-life from womb to tomb, right? right like, right. beginning to end, whatever. I don't mean to say whatever, like, it's flippant. I'm no, just, yeah. like, encapsulating all of that.
1: Um, <laughs> a, um, word, word of wing. nothing we say... Oh. We, do we mean in a flippant manner no. but it definitely no. probably will come off that way. Because we're
0: nervous a little bit. Yeah. Give us some grace. That's
1: what Mike does when Yeah. <laughs> sisters love to remind me that all the time. Yeah. Oh, Mike makes jokes when he's uncomfortable. Yes, Chandler
0: yeah. Bing. Okay. Yeah. Um and also I think I think anti abortion, um, to me seems like that's maybe a more fair term. Um sure. for, for that extreme stance, right? Um if if that's like your one issue Mm -hmm. maybe anti-abortion seems like more accurate yeah more specific it's Mm -hmm. it's i i think that there would be less um less reason to argue with that like yeah
1: from from the from the opposite side
0: from the from the the pro-choice side
1: can we are are we gonna call it the left and right or are we gonna try to stop saying it like that we
0: should i don't know we should i don't want to use it but
1: it's like i'm trying to figure out what's easy um (laughs) the blitter blings i love it oh good no, sorry, this yeah. is that's so total sidebar. I'm listening to the NPR today and they're interviewing somebody and they're all the time now when they interview people, they're getting dings, they're getting email notifications. You can hear them go like bloop or like in the yeah. background because we're all doing this crap from home
0: doing multiple, things. and we're
1: not remembering to turn stuff off. And anyway. because
0: I don't know how to turn off the notifications on that's the computer. totally fine. Yeah. So
1: anyway, <laughs> back to yes. this. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: So I think, <clears throat> I think that, using the term anti-abortion would make more sense and it would set you up for less of those external arguments that maybe aren't about your one issue. Right. Does that make sense?
1: I I think uh, I would agree with that. I would also and say... And when I say
0: your, excuse me, no, I just wanted to say, I'm not saying you. No, I get it. General your. Yeah, okay. general
1: your. Yeah. Um, a couple things about the words, even before we go farther on that. like Also, whatever it is that you think that the word... The like if so, someone yes. says I'm a mm-hmm. pro-choice person. Yeah, we we the whoever it is is intaking that already has an idea of what that means. Exactly. Yeah. You for the sake of discussion, just assume that you're wrong.
0: Yes, it's so dangerous. Yes, mm-hmm. and so
1: then that leads you to like, hey, I or and you can even say something like,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: have an idea of what that means. I'm probably not yes. right. What does that mean to you? So then you can flesh it out a little bit more and it's not as combative. Right. Um, And then also on the flip side, when you're using your own words, assume that the other person is also going to hear it wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if I just say, well, I'm pro-life. Yeah. I know what that means to me and I'm assuming that you are going to take it the same way. Yeah. But most likely you're not. Right. Especially if you're not on the same page Mm -hmm. already. Yeah. It's going to be even worse.
0: Yeah. And this was part of our discussion because when we were talking about this, it was like, well, yes, I'm pro-choice, but I'm not pro-abortion. Right. And I think that was like a, what? Well, I like, was like,
1: wait a minute. I how do you know, do that? How does that yeah, work? Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think that the assumption is when you say I vote for a pro-choice candidate or pro-choice policy, whatever. Right. Um it, it's automatically that you are a proponent of a prop- proponent, Pr- proponent of abortion. That you're supportive. That you know, like right. that you just love abortion, right? right? Um, and I've been called a baby killer, which, by the by, is not healthy for. It's not very effective. Good conversation. To like, yeah, not.
1: It's not winsome. It's, no, as they say. no, it's not no. really a
0: good tactic. Um, but I think that, like you said, coming into a conversation, if you have that preconceived idea. To be able to sit down and say, you know what, I do vote for pro-choice candidates or pro-choice policies, but I'm not pro-abortion and that's not the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to be able to, I think what, what I explained it to you was that I think that underneath both sides, whichever term you label yourself as or whichever label you apply, both sides want to see abortion be like extremely rare and, you know, like, it's not, we we want abortion to decrease, right? right. Like, both, both camps, I think, you would find if you sat down and had a conversation, that's the goal. It should be extremely rare. Um, but we have different thoughts about how to get there. Sure. But if we use these labels, we don't get to that conversation. Um, Preconceived ideas.
1: I think also one of the things that, I think we had talked about is like also when you're approaching this subject or any other really hot button subjects is to just admit, not admit, but like accept that there are people on the extremes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Because when you say that, then, you know, like uh, a potential uh, pro-life comeback it'd be like, well, so-and-so says they want this and so, you know, or they they point to this person, they want to have you know uh, abortion on demand or whatever it is there are definitely people that are on that spectrum yes both uh, extremes on the pro-choice sides that mm-hmm. is li- that are there should be zero yeah. uh, restrictions of any kind yeah dangerous it's m- my body my choice yep. like there you go yeah and on the other side there um there are pro-life people too that are like absolutely not never in any case yes. whatsoever yep i don't care about Mm-hmm. Any of what the situation is, Mm-mm. there's no never yeah. you could do that at all. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's and so those extreme. are the, those extreme people. So like if we can just admit that there's there.
0: Yes.
1: And for the purposes of discussion, let them cancel each other out.
0: Yes, and not assume that, that that's where the that other that's person. That's where the is. other person is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we
1: always want to push our opponent as far to the yes. other side as possible because it's easier then they can be an other yes it's yeah. much easier for me to to come at you if i think that you like that, that's where you're yeah that, where your head is at yeah if we're somewhere in the middle and it's oh, kind of gray that's a lot, like, lot oh, more work yeah so yeah anyway
0: yeah. um so one of the things that i that i read um it actually came up in a couple of things but the best terminology that i came across in researching this um is make it illegal versus make it unnecessary okay i really liked that Probably, from the other perspective, well, no, do you feel like that would be offensive? Make it illegal? Because that's kind of...
1: What do you mean, make it, like, would that be offensive to me?
0: No, to like, to like a pro-life
1: camp. Oh, like, that they want to make abortion illegal.
0: Yeah, so saying make it illegal versus make it unnecessary i felt like i felt like that was a much better description or those were better terms to use sure um but maybe that's maybe that's me being biased too i don't know
1: no because i think that that's so there is that that's and i'm again i gotta keep referring to like oh we talked about this but nobody else was there for (laughs) that conversation but like i understand people's positions from the pro-life side of things that they from their mindset and mine, I mean, like, yeah. I put myself in this camp. Yeah. Um, like we were talking about before, it's like try to not get too far into the weeds of any kind of like certain scenarios or whatever because yes. we can, yep. we'll just never be done. Right. But like the whole like I don't know, I don't know when life when life is or when you know like sure. So yeah. Um, so from that from the that perspective, since we don't know, we're gonna assume we're gonna default to the safest position sure conception yeah right mm-hmm. some people even go for let's say some yeah people like eggs and sperm yeah that counts yeah it's a whole nother and thing yes but yeah. like so they go to conception um and so to to that mindset that's a person
0: yeah
1: it's a person without agency mm-hmm. and so it is morally imperative that we protect them
0: mm-hmm.
1: so There. I don't even know where I'm trying to go with that, but, but I mean, I just like, so if Still, you're on the other side, like to understand where that, where that person is coming from, because a lot of the passion is going to come from that. And like, and like, you're like, well, but don't you see like this or that? Yeah. The answer is n- n- oftentimes no. Yeah. We don't see that. Mm-hmm. We see a person who is in peril and we need to protect that. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
0: Sure. So maybe make it illegal versus make it unnecessary. Maybe we'd be okay with that? Maybe. Maybe. I okay. Um so I mean, one I, of yeah. the things one of the things and we talked about this too but um we've done on the on the democratic side on the on the more liberal side the women's rights advocates I, mm-hmm. and and you maybe brought this up and oh, then boy. I was like, "Oh, I agree." Um they've done a disservice <laughs> oh, to their yay. to their position um, in the way they frame it under that pro-choice label. So um framing it as this my body oh, my sure. choice right. it doesn't communicate the rest of it and it's a trigger for anti-abortionists so when right. you're framing it as pro-choice and i tried to find like where did that label come from who who created who that label i could not find like pro-life right. that was easier to find but pro i could not find where that came from or who started it but i just feel like ha- claiming that as your label um turns it into that my body my choice kind right. of argument and as you as you pointed out i mean there are i'm not one of them necessarily but there are people within that camp that use that like that as their sole argument sure um and i and i think that that's a disservice because first it's triggering and also it, it leaves out all of this other context mm-hmm. i think that's wrong or it, it's it's not helpful not helpful yeah no
1: and and then yes and from Again, so then from the other side, like that that triggering thing, because then when 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 you use a f- phrase like "my body, my choice," um, it it to somebody who's again coming from a moral position of defending this not you know this this uh, defenseless life. Yeah. You've now trivialized that. Hmm. Um. So there's like that's like automatically offensive. Yeah. But at the at the same time something that I've had to come around to and uh, with even some other things too like for many and I don't want to speak for women but I'm about to <laughs> just
0: well well I mean
1: like if you want to because t- a, a lot of that is driven by um women not having agency yes. over themselves historically yes so now I don't find that to be a like that is not a in my opinion a Worthy or viable um, uh, argument to say that, like abortion, you can just do abortion when you know however you want. Sure, but I it's imperative for the pro life side of people to try to understand where that comes from. Yes, Um, that it's not really. I don't think. Again, I'm speaking for women. I don't think. (laughs) I don't think most women are out there attempting to trivialize this but yeah. they're living in a historical system yeah. where they don't have control in over even over their bodies i yeah. mean it's it's even freaking i don't remember it was not too long ago that the last state like got rid of the um that like if if a woman doesn't want to have sex with her husband it, it's not yeah. it's rape mm-hmm. like no that's I a mean, whole thing and that's like even also even in
0: minnesota that law was not yeah. erased too long ago yeah so
1: like that is a, f- a form of control over women, yeah. but I don't think we, we don't, you know, so I don't want to go too far on the so, sideways, but like, just but to keep that in mind. I do.
0: I want to talk about that too, because I think that's another, that's another phrase that's, that's troubling is that control women's bodies right. phrase. And I, for me, that's really hard. Um, I mean, I'll be a woman and speak for
1: Oh, good, good. Go right women. ahead. Go no, speak for I'm all speak women. I'm speak for myself. Yes.
0: Um, but I, I can understand the stance to a degree because pregnancy and abortion affect a woman and a woman's body to a degree that they do not affect a man's body totally agree right like it it doesn't apply to men in the same way um but men okay so men theoretically could walk away they don't have an impact after their little role in creating a pregnancy is done right um they don't have they don't have to stay necessarily or they're not stuck with the ramifications of that necessarily right um I mean, they should be. It's but, Well, I
1: mean, technically yeah. there's some whatever, but, but it is easier for them to shirk their yes, di- dirty yes. dirties.
0: Women <laughs> women can't do that. Um, so I think that control women's bodies or that my body, my choice argument speaks to that. And by and large, look, what you're speaking to maybe too is that the laws have been written by men um, who have no clue and, and don't really have any skin in the game, right? And so then for these these men who aren't affected in the same way um, to have control, quote unquote, right? Sure. By by being the ones to write and sign in these into law um, over what a woman can and cannot do. I, I get how that feels problematic. Like yeah. that ticks me off too, right? Um, I feel like probably if it's related to women that maybe women should have a say <laughs> in that. I, I think, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, but I think that should be, that should be a problem for for all of us like mm-hmm. that shouldn't just be this my body my choice camp saying that right like we should kind of have a have an agreement just come to come to an agreement that you know maybe if we're talking about women's issues maybe a couple women be at the table <laughs> I mean you know like yeah I don't know I, uh, because otherwise it, it truly does feel like a power move um, which then feels like a control issue when right. when it really shouldn't be
1: and I think that that sometimes gets weaponized, too, against men like that. Like, I mean, already even just for myself having some trepidation talking about this subject, because, like, there are many women and some of them have talked to me about it in such ways that, like, I don't get a say Oh, in, yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's right. Yeah. Um, Because it is, you know, anyway. I yeah. Mean, you can't. Just, but, but at the same time, we, you need to like give, I don't know if deference, is that the right way? I'm like,
0: I I think, obviously <laughs> women need
1: to be a huge part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, and then well, there's, there are two other things I was going to say. Oh, um, I have had it pointed out, like, I don't know if you've ever noticed or have it pointed out that like, because a lot of times you'll hear that argument that like men shouldn't have any say in this or whatever. And yeah. Then it's pointed out that the the Roe v. Wade decision was made by nine white men. Mm-hmm. Um, so like sometimes they can be mm-hmm. helpful, yeah, <laughs> from that position, yeah. Um, but I do think that the role, like men's role in the whole. I might have to come back to that. I, there, there, There is not enough, in my opinion, um, done or talked about in the role that men can play in helping reduce the necessity yep. for abortions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, whether mm-hmm. whether it's participating, you know, well, yeah. first of all, consent. Yeah. Let's just go start there. Start at the beginning. Um, yep. Participating and mm-hmm. making sure you're, uh, you know. Using contraceptives of some Mm -hmm. kind. Yep. Um, Also, being around, like you're talking about, like because we'll get into it a little bit more. But like, a lot of times it's economically driven, and Mm -hmm. like the at least the the the, yes. Anyway, so like men have a huge role to play, and we don't talk talk very much about that. Yeah. And I don't have any real good like solutions other than men. Could you please? be men yeah. like <laughs> right yeah um, do your part do yeah. your part because um, yeah. and i thought about it there was i was just well i mean i've been thinking about it a lot because we i knew this was coming but um <laughs> i've heard lots of stories from women like at you know i have i have supported our local um i guess you'd call it a crisis pregnancy mm-hmm. center yeah i mean there's all kinds of health resources center mm-hmm. um women's health whatever yeah um what has the pro-life bent right yeah. Um, I've supported them, given money, work, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've seen, I've listened to a lot of presentations given by women Mm -hmm. about their experience through abortion and, and they're trying to reduce it or illegalize it or whatever you want. And I have never once heard a story where they talk about the father Mm -hmm. in any supportive way whatsoever.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's almost always Either one of two things, either they just completely abandon them mm-hmm. or they are pushing hard to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. And I think that that needs to be talked about more mm-hmm. because that's part of the, I mean, yeah. if you want yeah. <laughs> men, if you want that to not be happening, yeah, <laughs> do your part to not impregnate women. Yeah. And when you do stand up and take care of business. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. That's my.
0: I like it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, okay, so one of the one of the things um, that I think is helpful to understanding, like, why we view this as problematic is some context, right? Um, so Roe v. Wade, decision made back in 1973, people were pissed um, because there was limited access to women's health care. <clears throat> people who wanted abortions couldn't get them, but also birth control had just barely been made illegal. Um, legal. Legal, excuse yes. me, yeah. Um, and it was not widely available. So, like... Right. It was a huge. It was it was a huge piece of the women's movement, right? Like the the ERA push was happening during you know right before that time too, and like all of this stuff was going on, mm-hmm. um, and women were kind of caught up on this, like, but men aren't doing this, or like, but in in I think maybe maybe some of that you know anti men stuff went a little too far, um, <laughs> but that, but that's kind of the context for this, right? Um, so. Women faced dangers because they were doing botched undergrounds underground abortions. Right? It was that black market. Um, yeah. And I think I think that um, it's so important to keep that context in mind because Roe v. Wade is held up as this like end all be all, whatever. Like it was the most evil thing of right. whatever, or this was the best thing ever. Right? Um, abortion didn't start then. No. And, and abortion wouldn't end if that was overturned. And I think we are so just kind of, we lose focus of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think, I think you have to consider like, and, and like you were saying too, like we've said that that power struggle is kind of where that all came about also. Um, but it, it didn't start there.
1: Right. Yeah. No, like, I mean, obviously historically throughout basically all of time, <laughs> There, yeah. I guarantee you, yeah. there were abortions happening. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't. So, uh, I, so if, if you're listening, if you've made it this far, Woo-hoo. if you're if you find yourself in the pro life camp and you made it this far, um, that I'm not Thank making you. I'm not I'm not making these arguments as like I think this is why we should have abortion. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to put it into some context that mm-hmm. it's not it's not new. No. Even in the United States, if you go back far enough, mm-hmm. it was previously not illegal.
0: Mm-hmm. There
1: was um. Yep. Usually, it was a. Uh, some medicines that yeah. they would take or whatever to induce an abortion, yep. um, and then it started to become more restricted. And then there's there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stories in there. So even when Roe v. Wade was, I think I looked it up, it was thirty. So thirty states at the time when Roe v. Wade was decided had no abortions at all, mm-hmm. and nineteen of them had abortions um, with some restrictions of some sure. kind. Um, and then also to keep in mind about the the like people who had means could get them yep all they wanted because not all they wanted i shouldn't say it like that no again i'm not access. trying to be flippant yep, but no. um because you could afford if you lived in um you know wherever missouri you could fly to new york city yeah and get it yep. done that was something i didn't even know like they used to do like package deals like yeah. where they would package up the plane ticket and everything mm-hmm. yep again not this isn't i just i'm not trying to put it say that i think that makes it okay yeah just that it needs to be put into context yes. that this didn't start in 1973. Yeah. Yep. And I was a little bit annoyed when I we were looking. I was looking for data and stuff like that because almost every graph you can find because we're going to talk a little bit about that like mm-hmm. of like abortion rates quote unquote. It starts in like 1950 something. Yeah. And then it goes to 1973 and yeah. it's like a freaking rocket ship up to 1973 and there it wasn't at zero. No. no. In
0: 1972.
1: It wasn't zero,
0: right? No, and <laughs> like, and just even even now, and we'll get into that. But like yeah. the reporting that we use for that, like it's it's always been not complete, right? right. So it's difficult, yeah. Um, anyway, so I think that coming back to these words and these terms that we use, these labels, when. Um, We talk about this when we have i teach a social problems class and we talk about like how do you find a solution because in most of the things that we consider social problems we have people who are so entrenched in two different camps Mm -hmm. that they're not willing to come out of those trenches Mm -hmm. and look at the middle ground and find any solution. so like right now this this issue of abortion it's like we want total total victory right like our side has to win completely there's no gray area Mm -hmm. um and That's so detrimental because like we could realize and and part of our conversation was like, oh, some of this like we could actually find middle ground and actually both accomplish lowering abortion, you know, like Mm -hmm. if we were willing to have these conversations. So I think it's just it's just dangerous that we've become so dug in and we're not willing to have conversations Mm -hmm. and we're not willing to consider anything other than total victory for whatever camp we're on. Right. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you, uh, we don't know if we ever talked about this. Did you read God's Politics?
0: No. Oh, you put it on my list. Yeah. You yeah. should read that. Yeah. It's very
1: good. Uh-huh. Uh, it's said Jim Wallace. It. Uh, I'll have to look it up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's writing from a Christian perspective and he's talking about the left and the right. And that's basically the thrust of most of his argument is yeah. that if you really dig down to it, most Christians on either side of the divide want the same thing, yeah. which is less. Mm-hmm. Um some anyway.
0: Yeah. 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 We miss that when we're not able to come out of that little trench <sighs> that we've dug. Um so
1: all right here we, we, down here, our, yeah. Here we you, go. Yeah, people should also know that they, we have more notes on this episode than oh my ever gosh, before. Than
0: ever before. And we're gonna miss we're gonna screw some of it up and we're gonna miss
1: some of it. But um okay. Yep.
0: So You wanted to include um, like actual data, data,
1: data, data, you get to call Mm -hmm. it data, I call it Um,
0: data, or rates of abortion or trends or whatever. Um, And as you mentioned, like historically, there was um, an increase right when there was when it was quote
1: unquote legalized.
0: Um, But we've seen um, abortions actually increased after that for just shy of a decade. 10 years, something like and that. And then they've been decreasing ever since. So right. ever since the 80s, really, um, abortions have been decreasing. Um, and now the rate of abortion, and this data is from 2017, mm-hmm. um, is 19 per 100 live births, which is the lowest ratio on record since data began being collected. Right. Um, so, the, I mean, and, the, and that as we said, there are issues with, like, how long data has been collected and how complete data is. Right. But from the data that we have, which encompasses the vast majority of states, mm-hmm. the majority of the population of our country, abortion has been declining. Yeah, is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I think that that yes, we so we before the show went back and forth about like how detailed we wanted to get about yeah. it, and also how much you want to stake your claim on things because because both sides for any topic, but especially on this one, would can go digging for the data that most appeals to them sure um, and there are problems with it and I likened it to the problem we have with um, gun violence mm-hmm. like because there is no mandated reporting and there's no like um, agreed upon structure of the reporting yeah. and, and how that is for gun violence as well as abortion. yeah so it's really is hard for either side to come up with some like ironclad, sure causation type situations because as you mentioned some states don't report some types report some years and they don't report other years sure they're also not broken down to like um i mean we do know that the vast majority of abortions are done in the first 24 weeks is that what is how's the trimester Um, actually
0: so the vast majority of abortions are done in. The first nine weeks
1: for the first nine weeks.
0: The first nine weeks. And when
1: we um, say vast, we're talking about do um, you have that number? Sixty-seven
0: percent in the first nine weeks. Yeah.
1: Um, and then like,
0: and that's the percentage of all abortions. So that's not a rate. That's of all abortions, sixty-seven percent. And then, um, in that next category, um, from nine to thirteen weeks, which is the end of that first trimester, it's Mm -hmm. another almost twenty-five percent. So you have, like, sixty-seven plus twenty-five. Right. Almost ninety percent. Right. Done. before the first 13, like in the first trimester. I had not,
1: I had read this again when I was researching for this stuff that like the whole trimester thing like, yeah. was basically <laughs> invented by the oh, Supreme yeah. Court to like break this down into, which is like, why the frick do we still use this thing? I, I mean, for the most part, I think we talk just about weeks now. Yeah. Like when you're going to the doctor yeah. and stuff. But, yeah. Um, but, but like, it, yeah. but like, it doesn't. It it's doesn't break construct. down most of these things. You're not going to be able to. It's sort of like again. I'll use gun violence as the easiest one. Like, oftentimes there's not enough information there either because you don't know how many of those were. Um, you know, um, I get the word wrong, but like. <laughs> I can't I'm like trying to th- like medically
0: necessary or elective, right. or Exactly. Yes. Like their yeah.
1: breakdown is so right. we don't know and, some of that and information so for
0: that. You have to look at social research versus sure. like CDC data, right? Um, so you have to actually rely on surveys of people who have had abortions, yeah. Um, and I mean, there are studies out there that have done that, and we can throw links up there for that. Um, so you get some of some more of those details from that kind of a study versus right. like straight up just. CDC or reported
1: data. Yeah. Yeah. But we agreed on, and if you do your own studying and do your own, you know, Googling and whatever and look for your stuff, look for stuff, no matter any way you slice it, since 1980, Mm -hmm. abortion rates, Mm -hmm. not raw numbers necessarily, but rates Mm -hmm. have been declining Mm -hmm. under every kind of administration, every kind of Congress, every kind of government. Yeah. And they are now at the like we said at the lowest point.
0: Yeah. Um. So, I'm just you're you're moving me to a different page of my notes. Sorry, I'm did just I push this too lo- far? No, 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 no. I'm just oh, I dear. want to find this while we're there. So, here's what I think. In that, because we use this for voting, mm-hmm. I think it's so important to talk about that. Yes. Like that, voting for a pro-choice candidate doesn't equal more abortions. Pro- voting for a pro-life candidate doesn't equal less abortions. Like. It's not how that works. Um, and claiming that the political party of the president determines the abortion rate is super oversimplified. Mm-hmm. Like, And and I, I think there are many, like you said, there are many um, sources that you could look to to say, like, well, here, you know, I mean, um, under Clinton, right, there's this dramatic decrease.
1: Uptake, or no, it decreased. Decrease. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then you look a little bit further and not all of that is really related you know what i mean yeah. so like when you get into the mud in the da- in the data and the data <laughs> a little bit further um it's not there um but the there are health care related policies signed into law and very little of that has been done at the federal level sure. um that have had an impact um tied to factors that can contribute to rates of abortions and we'll th- we'll throw that out there um but the biggest impact, especially after Roe v. Wade, has been at the state level where much right. more of these policies are actually put into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it can appear to be a partisan issue because you have more restrictive policies in red states, mm-hmm. um, not only about abortion, but also about health care and um, poverty aid and those kind of things. And you have um, more restrictive se- sex education policies. So it can then look more partisan or more related to, like, which party is in power at the state level. Um, But the presidential election is not really all about that. And also right now for this issue with the Supreme Court, like, historically, that has not been a factor either. Like, we've had um, conservative courts, we've had Republican Senate, Congress, Mm -hmm. and President, and we've not gotten rid of Roe v. Wade. So I just feel like we need to sort of, like—
1: de-escalate. Yeah, the, yeah. Yes. because it's,
0: it's not an argument for voting one way or the other.
1: Well, it is. At, at, the,
0: at the federal level, sure, like, it has not sure. had an impact that we claim. And, and I think you see that claim um, from the pro-choice camp of, like, you know, it, it decreases. And and yet it has decreased under Democratic presidents. Right. Um, but it's there's also been a couple of Republican presidents in there. Um, I will give credit to Obama. And, I mean... The, the health care policies that were enacted did see like, you know, give us a little bit more yep. of a drop. But, um, yeah, specific abortion policy at the federal level isn't really a factor.
1: Um, one of the other pieces of information that I came across, which I thought was super interesting, this is over a time span of 2014, 2017. Yeah. But it, I have like these beautiful little maps here. Yes. Um, Where are they from? They Well, I can't ever say it. The Goochmacher G- 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 Institute. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I call it gut maker. There you go. That's (laughs) better. I have no idea.
1: But it has um, decreases and um, increases in the number of abortion clinics Mm -hmm. per state. Yeah. And then it also then has this other map has the decrease of abortion rates. And the unfortunate thing for this conversation is that they don't necessarily match. Nope. So like in some cases, you do have a decreased number of clinics. You know, because that's what a, a pro-choice, potentially a pro-choice person would say. We're like, hey, you know, in Texas, we have reduced the number of clinics by passing all these restrictive laws. Um, and therefore, the rates have gone down. Um, a couple different things. As we know, because of the way it was previously before, before Roe. like people will travel if needed. Yeah. Um, But also, you have other states like New York State had – a large increase of the number of clinics, yeah, and actually had a large decrease of the number uh, of the rate of abortions under yeah. the same time frame. Yeah, my point is is that it's not as clean as yeah. we would like it to be. That if we just make it one way or the next, um, that it like if we can just get rid of the clinics, mm-hmm. then we won't have them anymore. Right, but if we have more clinic, if there's more access, then obviously, I mean, that's. It's kind of like a supply and demand, like an economics kind of argument. Sure. Like if yeah. we build more Starbucks, we're going to sell more coffee. Sure. Um, but that doesn't necessarily play out because there's so many other factors.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think, though, that that data that you pointed to, I, I have that here too. Um, it speaks to, first, like you said, there's so many other factors. And second, access to healthcare. So
1: oh, yeah, we were, access
0: sorry. access to these clinics, like you said, the state of New York increased their clinics by whatever percentage, yeah. huge number, yeah. right? Um, also, their population is growing. Um, but the abortion rate decreased, right. right? Because these clinics don't just do abortions. And yeah. I think that's another misconception that's out there that we have to get past, like, there's a lot of women's health issues that are dealt with at these clinics that mm-hmm. lead to decreased abortions. Um, I thought it was super interesting. You were talking about Texas, I think, with the decrease of clinics. Yep. Um, so there there was a study that was put out about Texas when they did that. Um, there was a 10% reduction in abortion rates with a 68% reduction in facilities. So, like,
1: right? you, just, you, you don't you, see
0: – but.
1: It's not a one-to-one. No,
0: no, no. Yeah, by by any means. But there was a clear differential impact among race, racial groups and class groups. So um, like it, it disproportionately affected people of color mm-hmm. um, and people who were below the poverty threshold. And I think that's kind of what you were speaking to also is that when we create these policies, it doesn't necessarily mean um, that all women are going to be
1: are going to be affected hurt, the same hurt, way. Or, yeah. Because
0: if you can afford it, right. you can go to Canada and get taken. You know, I mean, if you have money, you're still going to be able to travel outside of the state. Um, and so, like, when they've made these changes, they found that it it disproportionately affects people of color and people in poverty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, now what? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, so we also talked about public opinion a little bit.
1: Ooh.
0: Um did we? Well, when we were like saying like d- oh, when we were like you mapping out what me. we should talk about? Yeah, no, remind me. Public opinion was one of was one of those things?
1: Mhm.
0: You're like, oh, "I don't remember that at all." No, you
1: got to <laughs> jog my memory there. I'm trying to find it.
0: Okay. Um so I, I found this really interesting. Um, 61% of Americans, this is as of 2019, um, think that abortion should be legal in most cases. Oh, sure. 38% say it should be illegal in all or most cases. Um, the overall support for legal abortion has been increasing fairly steadily. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, well, that's a side note, but that's part of the reason why this whole Supreme Court thing irks me a little bit. Side note, that's a rabbit hole. Sure. Okay. Um, but... And obviously, you know one camp is more likely to favor it than the other. Um, but I thought it interesting. Male and female support um, for legal abortion was pretty similar, fifty five percent to fifty nine percent respectively. Um, and there is a bit of a difference, like in terms of level of education and your support for abortion. I think I think it's just interesting to be mindful. That's always of that's social a- trends.
1: <laughs> that's always one like don't go with that one. Don't run with level of education no. when when, <laughs> when it supports what you want to say. Yeah, no, no, because you because wanna... that's how it it's received. Then is that I'm not educated enough. Yes. If I only was educated enough, I clearly would understand. No, yeah,
0: I think. I
1: th- but we but we we did talk about. Sorry, we're getting no. all over. We're getting all over the place. You but,
0: are, but it's oh, fine. Sorry. No, nope. no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: just like we did talk about like. Because it's so muddy. Because, like, even, like, the the abortion rate's going down, right? So part of that, like, part of the parallel is also live birth rates are going down. Yes. So people are having less kids partially because they're not getting pregnant, partially because they're not having sex. Yes. Like, that's, like, a thing. Like, yep. that's something, like, even, even among, like, youth, like...
0: Partially because they're having sex, but they're having contraception. That is what... Yeah. I mean, yeah. but, you know... Yeah.
1: But all of those things are working at the same time yes so it's very difficult to to weed out that's why we were sort of like at the end of the day we can all agree that the rates are going down no matter what yeah um but um oh where was i going with that something about what were you talking about
0: um public opinion public opinion
1: Mm -hmm. i don't remember you lost it i did but that's fine
0: i think probably come back to that (laughs) i think um just on what you're saying, the decline in births, the decline in pregnancies overall, increased access to health services in several states—not all. Some of yeah. that has been more restrictive, but um, so that's kind of what the bulk of research is pointing to. Those things are key factors, not yeah. necessarily restricting access, um, because they're saying if restrictive access was like restrictive policies was the main cause of decline, you'd see an associated increase in the number of births. Mm-hmm. And people are having less babies. Right. Kids are expensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> among other things. But, I mean, it's just well, people are having less babies. Yeah. Um, and the bulk of research, and again, we're going to let you do some research. I'm going to post all kinds of links. You're
1: going to put them all – got to put them all out there.
0: We're going to put them all out there. And I just – I just really would like to encourage you to go to Google Scholar, not just Google, um, so that sure. you can find some solid research. But that's my own you know, researcher in me. But the bulk of that research concludes that unintended pregnancy is the leading cause of abortions. Unintended pregnancy is the leading cause of abortions. Right. It seems like common sense, right? right. Like, oh, I didn't plan to get pregnant. But increasing access to and use of effective contraception is the key that the bulk of this research is pointing to. Um, and we've talked about this. It comes down to education, access to affordable, affordable health care, and also economics. Right. Um, and so I think that's kind of where my heart is, is I, I again, I would love to see abortion be extremely rare, right? Like,
1: I, Isn't that, that's your, I looked that up. That, that was Clinton. It should be legal. Oh, she had
0: a, yes. She had a good line. Who's yeah. she? Hillary Clinton, right?
1: Oh no, I thought that was Bill.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Bill maybe she said just it a long time it. ago. Okay. I had it
1: somewhere here that like, um, and that was the basically the Democratic Party's position for a long time that it should be safe. Yes. Legal. Yeah. Legal, safe, and extremely rare. rare. Extremely rare.
0: And 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 that's where that's where my heart is, but because I've I've looked so much in into this because I, I like I really need to know what's going on mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a data nerd um, I just my heart is for let's look at the underlying causes instead of like if we just take out this one thing that's going to solve it well it doesn't and historically we can see that so my my heart is for let's look at the root cause and let's work on those things instead because because from my perspective, um, if we just say, like, we're going to make it illegal, mm-hmm. it's not going to stop. Um, it's going to disproportionately affect people who are poor, um, which happens to be more so people of color. And I. it's going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so I care about the health of babies and also these women, right? Yeah. Um, and so I just, I guess that's... That's where I'm saying, like, I'm not, I'm not pro-abortion. Calling me a baby killer doesn't really right. work. Um, I don't want it to be a common thing. I don't want it to be used as a form of birth control, right? Um, but if we provide proper sex education, um, if we provide information about contraception and access to con- contraception, mm-hmm. um, these things can make a huge difference in the number of people that are seeking abortions in the first place
1: mm-hmm.
0: i i do think that there are there should always be allowance for exceptions obviously medical medical necessity is one thing that that's not my area of expertise and doctors right. can do that we're, we're not going um, there i i think allowing an exception for for rape is i'm okay with that um oh you're like whoa we're no, going there? That,
1: well i'm like mm, we're gonna stay out of the weeds
0: we're going to stay out of the weeds. But but I think, so I'm not going to say like it should always that's, be legal, always so that's, up for well, everything. Yes, but, but
1: like uh, going back to the idea of like being able to have conversations with people about this to try to come to some common ground, like those, like the, as soon as you start trying to.
0: Oh, get get into the specifics of what of I when, when is
1: it okay and when is it not okay? Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, again, something that there's a lot of crosstalk in terms of when a pro-life person says, hears somebody say like this is a choice between me and my doctor, you know, so what they're hearing is it's a choice of whether or not I want to keep this baby.
0: Oh no! See, that's
1: what they. Yeah. hear. I'm just saying this is what we yeah. hear.
0: And so, and, and so, so somehow but like we have to get past that right. misconception of right. like if my doctor tells me that my life is at risk, and I, you know, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, and and again, we'll stay out of the weeds of specifics. Yeah. But I think we have to look past that, like. Oh, well, I can choose it if my doctor agrees to like, if my doctor tells me that this is necessity for the yeah. health of me or the, whatever, you know, yep. I think, and but that's I'd, why we have to be able to sit down and have, did, conversations have conversations first. conversations
1: and yeah. not, and sort of go, no know, know that you're going to hit some of these um, landmines yeah. and don't let it get out. Don't let it get away from you. Like th- this is sort of going back to the way beginning of the conversation about like being able and willing to back off mm-hmm. and maybe come back to this conversation at a different time because mm-hmm. people get that way. Um, but also to to my pro-choice people out there listening, like even though I know that there are definitely um, hurtful things that are said about People who get abortions by pro-lifers, or there, there's a lot of miscommunication the other way, where their heart is—at least I believe—where their heart is 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 protecting a a life, hmm. and so like it it's not anyway. I was trying I mean, to I was trying I to figure out how to like because I was talking with my wife, I was talking with yeah. Beth about it, and she's like, "Well, what exactly do you want out of this?" Yeah. Like, and I was like, "Oh, free." <laughs>
0: So many things. Well,
1: one, we just like normal. We want to model that you can talk about these things without Mm -hmm. going at each other, yeah, necessarily. Mm Because I don't think we're we're both on similar pages, but I don't think we're on the same page. Sure, I don't know actually if that's necessarily true. Because like, and I was trying to figure out how to. Yeah, what is your right? Like how to like I. So for me, Mm -hmm. I can't understand. I can't wrap my head around how anybody would ever be able to consider making the choice Mm -hmm. to end a pregnancy. Sure. Uh, However, I do recognize that there are – there is definitely gray areas. Yeah. So, like, I I don't want it – I don't want it to be – so I just want to make it clear, like, I don't want abortion to be, like, completely – Available or easy access. I don't know how you want to phrase that. Sure. Um, But to blind yourself to the fact that there is sometimes, I don't even know. I don't even, (sighs) yeah. It's very, so, so I think like, but I don't want it to be legal or I don't want it to be illegal. Sure. But I also don't want it to happen at all. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. But not
1: even at all. That's not in the right way to put it. Sure. I screwed it up. No, I had it like. No, well, you didn't no, screw up. I <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, a- I mean, it's very difficult yeah. to. Because I also get frustrated with people who. Um, and I, I know a lot of Democrats who say they're like their position is I'm um I'm pro-life, but I'm pro-choice. Like I'm pro-life for me, but I'm pro-choice for everyone else. I'm like, yeah. well, that's cheating.
0: Here's you're, here's where you're trying think,
1: to have both things.
0: Here's where I think. Um, so am I. Yeah. Right. We want our cake and we want to eat it. Um, but here's, here's where I think we need to do a better job of communicating. Um, because I completely agree with you. I personally cannot imagine making that choice. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but I also have to be aware that I had kids within a healthy relationship a stable relationship right I had kids within um a place of economic stability-ish you know I mean young married couples whatever sure. but I mean you know what I mean like yep. I can't understand what would lead a woman to feel like that's their that's their best option um because I've never had to face that yeah and and so for me to just blanket statement like no way I I I don't, I don't understand because I've never been in her shoes, right? And
1: I think it is possible to hold, hold the understanding in your hand in tension with the. I still don't think that was that's right. Sure. Um, but uh, (laughs) where was I? Hmm. I think so. Anyway, I think overall, though, what we're what we after we had this conversation, we basically, we whittled down enough pieces Mm -hmm. to understand that I was like, oh, so she's not pro-abortion. No. And I'm not pro-control women's bodies. Yeah. And that essentially, at the end of the day, what we would love is a world where there is no abortion because there's no need for it. Mm -hmm. um, But how do we get closer to that? Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like the... People have used it for the talking about like picking a candidate. You know, it's not a Uber. It's a it's a train or a bus and it gets you you closer to Mm -hmm. where you need to be. And um, that when we are making our own trying to make our own decisions about how we are going to vote for candidates, Mm because, again, this is all in the context of an election, that because you are pro-choice or pro-life doesn't necessarily have to mean you have it's prescriptive that you're going to vote for this candidate or that candidate no so that i guess i want to open people's minds a little bit that you can there is some middle ground to consider does Mm -hmm. that does that make sense
0: and and i feel like um i don't want to poke you in this i want to like because we're having a really good graceful conversation but i
1: it's been I, too nice Let's I've, poke. Me.
0: let's poke. no, but I feel like there is less of a willingness to look at other solutions from the pro-life camp because the only solution is like let's make it illegal, let's end it
1: mm-hmm.
0: because there I think I it think, feels like they're not willing to see these other factors or or like the context that might be contributing and so, Or do you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yes. I would say that I think that you are not incorrect in in describing what it feels like. Mm -hmm. But to say that out loud then is also not taking into account all of the people who run those crisis pregnancy centers. Mm -hmm. All of the people who have adopted children out of uh, foster systems. Yeah. All of it that oftentimes are from that same camp
0: Mm -hmm. and so
1: there i think from that side they would be like we're doing a lot of stuff sure however usually um it's more it's a person it's personal we want to we don't want to get the government involved, mm. so there's like a more delineation there. So but we I, want
0: the government involved because we want the government to make it illegal.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like you know, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not saying we're all so we're all hip, super, we are all oh, hypocrites. Oh yeah. When it it's comes to that, it's super interesting that
0: you say that though the abortion or foster care thing because I have heard that as a major pushback because like when you say like. Well, what's the church doing? You know, like why are there hundreds of kids in our state? You know, waiting for placement out of foster care, that kind of thing. Right. Like, oh, don't say that we should leave abortion because you know we're not willing to adopt. Or oh. so it's interesting that you that you.
1: I agree, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I've used I've used this as a sort of like a a conversation a conversation starter. It's really probably more <laughs> of a conversation ender um, when I'm talking with people who are are hard Uh, pro-life you know Mm anti-abortion stance and I lay out a scenario because a lot of times like I even had somebody today tell me that because they were asking me it was actually interesting because they're like hey it was you know we should talk more about this sometime because you know I want to know more about that but he's like but I'm a but I'm a I'm a pro-life guy I'm a single issue voter and so that's what I'm voting Mm. on. And so I have used this as a thought experiment. I'm yeah. like, just come with me on this little thought experiment. Sure. And I lay out the scenario that, like, if we could make a trade, if it could be done, let's just say it can be done. Okay. That we could make abortion illegal. There'd never be another abortion in the United States. But in exchange, the government would have to guarantee all children a home and if we can't find them a home then we'll have orphanages and they will be covered with health insurance and education and health care all the way until they die that's the trade we can Mm. never abort another child again but the government is going to we are going to be on the hook corporately Mm -hmm. for all of this thing and i've never had anyone they always Mm. equivocate yeah well no you know they back off of that and and so i get what you're saying because there is you know and i think if you are someone out there who is a single issue voter i think you should really think hard about that like what would if you are a single issue voter Mm -hmm. what would you give up
0: yeah because if
1: you're not willing to give up some big ticket stuff then you're not a single issue voter yep you're like most people, which is you are a complicated human yeah. <laughs> who is weighing a thousand different things at the same oh, time. so
0: true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: but I'm also pleading for our people out there and specifically, I mean, we're really, we are specifically talking about like, um, not, not just pro-lifers, but Christians t- looking at other Christians mm-hmm. and making assumptions about them one way or the next, depending mm-hmm. on how they verbalize how they fall in this stance and if yeah. you sit down and talk with each other i can almost guarantee you you will find that you have way more common ground than you think
0: yeah i would love it if if people would sit down and talk to me instead of just assuming that i'm a baby killer um that'd be really great i'm really sorry yeah that's not it's that it was just really gross um we also talked about <sighs> this, and we, we don't want to dig in too far. Yeah, because we are, you know, this is getting long, and we could maybe do like a three-part series. on abortion, whatever. do that. Um, but we talked, since you're on the topic of Christians, um, we ta- we just talked a little bit about this. like So currently they're, they're estimating that one in four women in our country has had an abortion. That includes people in our churches, yes. right? And so we have to be willing to talk about it. Um, and – Interestingly, like they, there was a study that looked at abortions just from the year 2014 and found that the majority of patients, um, actually identified with one of the mainstream, um, three different mainstream religious affiliations. Yep. Um, it, these people are in your churches and we have to be able to remove the shame right? and have conversations.
1: Did we already talk about that? No. Oh. We,
0: we talked about it earlier that we wanted it to be part of this conversation. Oh, That's why I'm sure. bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: No, I think that's, so yeah, if we're talking about the church, like that's, the evangelical church has done a really good job of being um, vocally and um, uh, other ways supportive of pro-life type. Sure. Pro pro or anti-abortion. Anti-abortion. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. um, And so I think, I don't know why I mentioned that, but like, (laughs) but again, that's one of those things where we come back to what, what culpability do we have as, as a groups and society in terms of. But so I just recently heard a, a woman give her testimony about her abortion experience mm-hmm. and she was telling it from the context of her. Um, she was a Christian before she had an abortion and she was in the church. And so she was telling her story and, um, and she didn't tell anybody for 10 years. Mm-hmm.
0: She Imagine didn't tell her burden. husband. Ugh.
1: Like she had the abortion previously
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then didn't tell her husband for however many years. Um and she couldn't bring herself to do that. And I it was just it struck me we need to be <laughs> better. Yeah. About when, because you use the word shame, so I was thinking about it when I was running the other day. Um, that we suck at this. Mm-hmm. That like, however you might feel about the circumstances in which that situation came about,
0: mm-hmm.
1: poor choices, bad what, it, how, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. There can be some righteous moral judgments. I'm, I mean, whatever. If you, like me, believe that. What is happening inside of them, that woman is a miracle and is a person. Mm-hmm. There is no shame there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There
1: should never, be, it's a child. Mm-hmm. And and, and yeah. we and we do not project that
0: Mm-mm.
1: clearly because there are, yeah, you know, like you just I just was looking, reading a focus on the a focus on the family thing talking about four and ten women in the church having had an abortion and i guarantee you they're not talking about it to anybody Mm -mm. not all of them but most of them Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because of how anyway yeah so we need to be better at that we
0: need to be better at like okay here's an unattended pregnancy here's a teen pregnancy like we need to be better at loving right and um not uh yeah, not shaming.
1: I, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I could. Yeah. I have lots of stories of. Yep, same. People like that, where mm-hmm. it's just like, oh my goodness, you you care. The whole point of gathering as a church body is to to be a community and to support yeah. each other and like. Anyway. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. So One
0: um, one that I just just really want to mention this because it struck me. Um, Angie Smith is a Christian author and speaker and heard her talk um, at an IF gathering. It's a Christian conference a few years back. And she said, um, Christians are going about this abortion thing wrong. That instead of standing in front of these clinics Mm -hmm. with signs and judgment, we should be at the back door loving these women um, who leave these places. That's where Jesus would be. And Mm -hmm. that struck me. Um, I've never heard it, you know, in those words or whatever. But it was just—it right. really just has stuck with me for years. Um, and I think, how much more of an impact we could have there, yeah, if we were willing to meet these women there.
1: And let's let's also—I mean, there are people, there are Christians, and there are other religious people who do or do
0: non-religious that. people. Yes, I, yes. Well, I just well, I i want to like yes.
1: just throw, but that is not what the evangelical church is known for. No, yeah, in, in this yes instance yep um mm-hmm. and maybe we should be yeah
0: so yeah oh for sure okay so let's just as we conclude um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i think just really the take-home message yeah what um, what, is, first, what is
1: the point that you wanted to get across
0: first i really just i really i'm an educator education is super important to me i want us to know like here's where we go for good data like Mm. let's let's base our let's base our um ideas about this on actual information right Mm -hmm. and i mean and then like okay so how does that apply like how does my how does my how is my religion impacted by that or how are my morals impacted but like let's Mm -hmm. look for actual information but secondly like when you um are trying to have a conversation like you said this and you said it so well if you're a pro-life person or for a pro-life person, start from the assumption that their heart is good, you yeah. know, that your heart is for a vulnerable person. They aren't out to control. And for the pro-choice person, start with the assumption that their heart is not to kill babies. Yeah. Um, You just, you have to start. and And I think for most of us, maybe on this issue in particular, that means we have to undo years of like mm-hmm. programming mm-hmm. about how we should view the other side yes before we can even sit down at a at a table with somebody mm-hmm. which is hard but we've i mean you got to do that work i agree yeah um yeah and just be willing to have an actual conversation i yeah. guess like
1: yeah no and and just like almost all these other hot buttony things or whatever, also you humility is a big deal and yeah. you need to go in at least with the willingness to um, entertain the idea that you're wrong about something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm wrong about something here I guarantee it you mm-hmm. are um, so like but you have if we if you think you have it all and it's clean, mm-hmm. you just haven't thought long enough about it. <laughs>
0: Um, it, and I, because there's there's so much gray area here, yeah. and um, you have to be okay with that, but you should meet each other in the gray instead of right. staying where it's, yeah, just down in the trench in the mud.
1: All right. Well, we kind of okay. did it again. We, I mean, yeah. kind of. You guys can do it too.
0: Yeah. 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 And we would, you know, love to have that conversation with you. We're willing to do that.
1: Yes. <laughs> We are. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah. 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 So Okay. So let's wrap it up with a little bit of nice Do we have something nice? Oh yeah. Do you we do have some
1: <laughs> nice things? Uh I'll I'll go first. Okay. Um, this is maybe not nice for some people, whatever. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I was super excited. Do you know who Shepard Smith is?
0: Yeah, it used to be on Fox, right? yeah Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. was a
1: news guy on on Fox up until about almost exactly a year ago. Yeah. And he like abruptly quit yeah like it was
0: i'm done it was
1: kind of awesome in terms of like even just like for the um sort of drama of it like it was like a freaking movie or something because mm-hmm. it because he didn't tell anybody until he signed off and he's like this is my last show i'm, I'm done mm-hmm. and and then immediately i cut to neil cavuto and he's like A-ba-ba-a-wa. what? <laughs> anyway yeah. so he left fox news about a year ago um Basically, he just couldn't take it there anymore, yep. uh, and I thought he was a, he was a good guy there. Um, but he's back on the air now, so he's on CNBC, and he has a new news show, um, the News with Shepard Smith. Oh,
0: huh.
1: and CNBC is like uh, like the like the business channel version sure. of NBC News or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I really liked him. I'm glad he found a new place to land, and I was trying to find I had a quote that from him because I thought it was really great, but now I can't find it because it's in my. Here it's oh there we go it's in the this pages <laughs> one more <laughs> there we go uh, he said Shepherd Smith says we're coming we're going to come out and just do the news this is have you ever watched newsroom
0: mm-hmm.
1: it kind of gives me that kind of vibe mm-hmm. uh, we're going to come out and just do the news we're not planning to do any analysis in our news hour we're going to have journalists reporters sound and video we're going to have newsmakers and experts but no pundits thank God. That's my ad I, lib in there. Yeah. We're going to leave the opinion to others. It's exactly what I've been wanting to do. It's what I've been working for for 30 years. And this
0: I, is what news should be. I know. So, yeah.
1: Shepard Smith. That's awesome. Shout out to you. Great job. Yeah. I haven't watched a show yet, no, but I'm sure it'll be fun.
0: But that's great. Yeah. Good. So that's Okay, fun. that's nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, mine is, there's a story out of Florida. Um, five female firefighters at the Palm Beach Gardens Fire and Rescue in South Florida actually made history because they were the first all-female fire crew in the department's 57-year existence cool um i guess women only make up four percent of this like professional firefighters in our country
1: okay which is kind of interesting pretty low so this
0: was yeah it's very low um but this is a super big deal i thought that was pretty sweet um they range in age from 29 up to 53 dude and i was like whoa
1: i mean you're
0: 53 and you're still doing this that's pretty amazing um Yeah, so I just thought that was really cool. That's very cool. Yeah, um, it's kind of cool to see more of that happening. So that's nice. Awesome, that's nice. All right, we did it. Yay! (laughs) Well, there you have it, another episode of Flyover Logic.
1: This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen.